I was a big fan of um, covers in the, let's see, late 90s, early 2000s, when I feel like all the punk bands were doing covers of uh, mm -hmm. um, pop music, but they were doing it in a very punk way. Yeah. That would be mm. fun. I, I did like a whole that. bluegrass covers playlist. That was really fun. Bluegrass cover, but punk one would be good, too. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Can you guys measure how well the playlists are doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you yeah, can. We like, have, is we that have like a whole... big part of your decision mm -hmm. process? Yeah, I can see the numbers and how many things get played. And is it like track by track? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can and like you can see how many are. You can see skips. You can see thumb up, thumb down. You can yeah. see what was completed. And this is all part of the artist back the suite. But it's called AMP. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But you can yeah. see it as as the creator and as the well. Creator yeah. Too. yeah, it's all the tools that you can see how things are going. So you you came up with a background in in choir singing, and mm -hmm. you've you you like classical music, so you've got a there's kind of a, a an old school component to your to your music background, and yet here you are at a at a tech company. How when you look <laughs> at that, does that blow your mind? How how do you feel about you know, like if, if 10 years ago, your your past self beamed into the future and saw you were working for this streaming music service, like... Well, 10 years ago, I probably wanted to work at Pandora. I've yeah. been trying to oh, work really? at Pandora for years. Yeah. I actually work with a guy that I almost got his job six years ago. He's mm -hmm. on my team. Mm -hmm. um, I was yeah, teasing him about it for a while. <laughs> why Why did you want to work for Pandora over any of the other ones? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, no. I tried to work for all of them. Oh, okay. I applied to work at RDO. I applied to work for RDO. iTunes, all of them. Yeah. So that was all like your them. career dream was to work for a streaming music company, essentially? No. Um, so I grew up in LA. And so the music world was there. And I think for a while I was like, oh, I, sh I think I never wanted to work for a record label because it just seems so skeezy. Did you ever want to be it a full-time musician? No. Why not? Um, I did not. I, that life never. Yeah. And I'm also not that good. I mean, honestly, like I'm not that good. <laughs> oh. Like as a as a performer and a singer, like I don't think I don't write music. Mm, um, yeah. And my mom's problem. My parents are listening, by the way. I think Hi, they're parents. in Australia. Um, my yeah. aunt's listening to. Sorry, guys, you're gonna like you're gonna get mad at me later. Parents. Did they did they raise you up to be a musician? Were they expecting you to be no. like, the next be a star? No, they were pretty pumped for me to go to grad school, though, to be a music professor. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, then, they wanted you to be a professor. Well, huh? no, I think they were just like down to whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but the record label industry just seemed really like ugh, it's gross in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like skeezy. you know, just no, I don't think it's gotten any better. That's I, I think it's yeah. different. I think it's different, but it's not like yeah. yeah. Parts of it have grown because of the internet, but that are yeah. less skeezy. But there's yeah. still a big skeezy. Yeah. I can't get a sense of if it's like if the record company business is more powerful or less powerful than it used to They're be. They're pretty powerful. Yeah. It's, yeah, it seems it seems like they aren't because as a consumer, you don't feel like you're up against record labels as much. You don't see yeah. their branding, the but I think invisibly series. they're still so they're, yeah, they, they don't are. brand them themselves as much. Yeah. But they, I, yeah, I don't, I they are. I'll just say like from what I've seen, they they still have yeah. the back door. But they don't have a hundred percent of the what they used to have like pretty much a hundred percent. Now oh. it's like there's like ninety percent, ninety five percent. I think there's more because there's so much individual, indi yeah. like, like smaller, but and then the indie label. If well, anyone indie catches on, too. they go for distribution. They go to a, a yeah. major label, which is makes sense. You have to do that, yeah, because if you want to be a huge star, would you unless unless you kick ass on YouTube? Yeah, would you like to see you know the record the re the the music industry be less record labely overall? Like would that would that be something? Do you think it'll happen? Oh gosh. You know, more indie, like non twenty years, non ten years. Bands. I mean, the only thing I can say is that I, if if I worked, I, I don't know, I don't know. The record labels, the the music industry is just bonkers. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, anyone who's been paying attention in the last ten years, it's like no one has any idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So, so you, so you don't have a you don't have a clear sense of like the future roadmap of the music industry when you look at it from the Pandora perspective. You can't really see how it's going to go. Well, it's consolid. I mean, it's already consolidated. Yeah. But what I'm seeing now is that these smaller services are popping up to fill the blanks of, like for classical music. Be, so there's this whole metadata thing with classical music because. <coughs> classical music has the composer element to it and mm-hmm. there's like billions of versions of different <laughs> pieces so the metadata is a mess so that's why if you go and want to listen to classical music on any streaming service it's like what what's happening what's going on this is doing this to me yeah so there's there's these smaller like gimme radio if, you, yeah. if you're familiar with them yeah so like i think they have a metal country and classical yeah i know I think. they have the metal one i know it's popular in the country and yeah and, and it's beca- and it's because of all these subgenres. yeah and you know these larger these larger streaming services it's harder to really get what you want if you're looking for i mean that's the sense Deep, that i get yeah. yeah i mean i haven't spent a whole lot of time I, I hope i don't get in trouble for saying this but um they're not gonna hear it unless they <laughs> listen to everything which they might but you know what i don't know it's gonna keep changing i don't know the internet's a wild world it is a weird one. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. But the record labels, yeah. I remember, so when I was a senior, I think a senior in high school, I did career day, and there was someone's dad that worked at Sony. Oh, God. So I got to go to Sony best and hang best. out, and I came home with, like, a like tower of CDs. Oh, wow. And it was stuff like Bare Naked Ladies, Joni Marie Prize Records, they mm-hmm. had them. I walked away with the coolest. I was like a kid in a candy store oh, collecting God, yeah. these CDs. Like, it was so fun. Yeah. It was super, it was amazing. That fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about living in LA. It's just weird. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. LA is weird and the music industry place. is weird and they're, they're there together. So they're like yeah. double weird. Art is weird. That's <laughs> 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 the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you asked me about, oh, oh yeah. When, if I think I'd end up in tech. Um, when I broke up with academia, I didn't know what I was going to do. When did mm-hmm. you break up? Uh, uh we broke up when I, when I got my, when I got my master's degree and I, I did not get into the PhD program at Mother University of Texas. Fuck. You know, I saw academia recently and it didn't look so good. Oh after, yeah. It's after a you, haggard old yeah, bitch. Not shaving yes. anymore. <laughs> yeah. It kind of smelled bad. Although when I talked, looked a little I, homeless, honestly, I have a friend who works at, Texas A&M and mm. whenever I talk to her I do get a little jealous and I tell her so yeah. she's like oh yeah this week Pandora we talk now. no 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 for sure and you know she's got like 10 year stuff and she's I mean she's writing she's, this girl's writing a book about Psycho Billy I mean she's a badass okay. so fun. cool you know if it wasn't for like the fact that it doesn't pay shit usually I mean with exceptions academia is, is, is great otherwise well if you could just teach and that's the thing you yeah. can't just teach no, and that's what was no. my thing I'm like no. can I just teach I also <laughs> no. like having my nights and weekends it's like amazing. Yeah, yeah. In that's academia, nice. that's really another that. reason not to be a full-time musician. Also, if you want, oh your, yeah, if, if you, you want, want your nights weekends. and weekends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, money and weekends. It's nice to have Who those things. Them? Oh, everyone, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's I I talk. I'm a I'm a day job musician as well, and I am I I I also don't feel like I'm good enough to do it full time and. I think about like the people I know that are doing it full time and it's, it's really interesting cause they evangelize it. They're like, they're trying to get everybody to be a full time musician. You know, if you play music and they hear and they catch wind that you do that, they're like, oh, what are you doing? You're wasting your time with your day job. Like get out of tech. 
go go you know get on the road and like, <laughs> make yourself a star but then immediately after the, that talk you know you'll see the stresses right that are in their life like creep yeah. in and you'll see how like they're just in this constant state of money panic and they're they're traveling all the time and they yeah. like have no time for like I don't know, say authentic but bless friendships. Them, you know, yeah, like balance. If, oh, I mean, that yeah. was the thing too. And I felt this way about academia is that like you have to really want it. Yeah. You yeah, gotta really, exactly. really want and it. if you don't want it, then why would you do it? Or like, just make it a hobby. Have it a couple of yeah. hours out of the day rather than your whole day and yeah. night. And yeah. There's weekends. a lot of things you can want, but not want so zealously that you're willing yeah. to sort of sacrifice, sacrifice everything. Quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. And like if, and I don't, I like having a desk job. I'm like one yeah. of these weirdos. I like, I like different sitting types there of jobs. and being, although I've got like carpal tunnel now, but yeah, we should yeah. work on that. Dad. Um, yeah, and I, <laughs> but, um, but you know, if, if you want it so bad and this is what you want to do, you, you know, do it, Yeah. you know, do it till you can't or just yeah. keep doing it. And I, I mean, yeah. if, and if that's what you want and you're able to do it, I always say to academia, it's like getting married. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, getting a PhD. I'm like, until I know that I really want that, I'm not going to do it. Cause it's like yeah. such a lifestyle. I always think of like when I was a, a kid watching like star Trek, the next generation. And they would, they'd, they'd talk about this like quasi communist future society where you could do anything you wanted. And like the government would just give you a, you know, like a socialist, like, yeah, just give you some money. And I was like, that sounds really great, but nobody would be the captain of the enterprise. Everybody would just make art. Wait, why like, wouldn't they? No, there's all these ambitious, be like, you think arrogant so? you people think that want to run things. They'd be like the admiral of the Navy. I think so. Even, yeah. though, even though they could people make the same power. amount of money. People want power. Just they want. They like, they, okay, yeah. but what about the guy who's, like, scrubbing the deck? Well, that's yeah. what I no, was that's wondering. Like, who's going to... Yeah. That's machines. It's who's all gonna, machines. Who's going to pick the strawberries? Yeah. Machines. Yeah, no one's... No one's machines. Gonna, oh, machines. Yeah, machines did. Machines are going to do everything. That's okay. Yeah. They're okay with that. Yeah. So the solution to the future is robots. Well, it come I mean, shit we don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Other than making music and running a, a spaceship. It would be kind of great if robots just did all the important stuff and then we just like made music and, you know, but goofed off. That becomes the important thing. They see like I mean, a, f- a future now. sort of. Until we get to the point where we're in the matrix and the singularity comes and kills us all. Well, we're already in the matrix. I mean, I'm convinced, though, that until problem. the problem isn't solved by turning it off and turning it on back turning it on again that we're fine oh yeah because technology is great but it's not that great yeah <laughs> it's helpful i really want the new iphone 11 uh plus Pro. x yeah 10 do you have a fear of holes i do too i was gonna speak, speak. seen that the people it's like it's, it's it's like it's like engaging people's like you know that there's like the fear now the fear of holes that this thing that's got is that the one with the three camera yeah, yeah. oh geez that doesn't the people <laughs> so funny fear of holes i, I don't think that. i know what this is i don't either it's a real it's like a real thing people there are people that have like fear of holes oh, it's just, like a new i can just see cameras phobia. in anything, ho- in anything so, i'm gonna look hole, it up so. what that does it this have to do with the iphone it's got three it's got it's three got holes three. now why does it have three holes uh for why day be- yeah, right. <laughs> sorry so <you> can, <laughs> not only are you zooming I'm in done. you can zoom out now sorry you're behind me so i couldn't see your uh your dirty looks of like I i'm making a dirty joke oh yeah had to. Like no really though jokes. why does it have three in a non-sexual way tripophobia um, well what it, i know about so it is tripophobia. it's better night mode and it's um has wide angle and isn't a band called better night all mode. three together can create high <laughs> so no you know how you pull out your phone and then you see the video and it's like kind of almost a zoomed in version or zoomed yeah, zoomed in and so this it kind of zooms it back out so that it's like the full 
it's like what your eye is seeing because mm-hmm. your eye sees a lot more than a camera but i can't wait till it gets to be six cameras that's what i'm really waiting oh. for yeah i mean i don't know where it's gonna go what so. are you gonna need what's six for well, that's just better just than more. It's that's just better twice than one. as much the as three. types of lenses that it uses. Yeah, they're all different types half. of lenses. Yeah, and yeah it's Come on, it's simple math. Maybe like here. a spider. Six is better than one. I love how the iPhone X. I was like, they're trying now. Like, clearly, they're trying to 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 troll us all with the iPhone XS. Come mm, on. Mm, mm. Is that what it's called? XS? That's what it was. The last one was an now XS of iPhone. It was an XS. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's ridiculous. Go Apple. Yeah. I just got a new seven. Because I don't care. Seven? Why? Because mm. I want I the care. cheap new thing. I don't. I'm the, the or just thing? the new thing, and I want it cheap, and I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's you, fair. But you said you just got the new seven. I just got a new seven, <laughs> and it's actually not Still even new? new. It's refurbished. I was gonna say I don't think they make <laughs> new sevens. How's the and how's the Pandora compatibility? Yeah, with really. Your oh, it's 7. fine, and it's good because the one I had before, I don't think the new Pandora app even works on it. But it's yeah. kind of the battery sucks. I don't even the know why I did it. The worst. I, I have a question. If we're gonna make this back about Pandora, yeah, yeah, let's yeah go um, back. why isn't Pandora available in Colombia? It's oh, not out. It's not available anywhere outside the United States. Is Canada not? Sirius is available in. Canada, uh, yeah, because it's satellite. Um, so technically now, parts of Pandora through Sirius are available, but yeah. no, it's not available anywhere. I believe that a few years ago they started, they tried going international in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, for test. And the licensing just got so complicated that it's it like is. a whole other thing. So um, when when will so they, they be back. available? In I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really like they would need a en- huge entire team yeah. of licensing people, and they would need people on the ground. I mean, that's why Spotify is just, you know, they've got people on the ground in Spotify those countries. Spotify and Apple are doing I don't think Tidal, I think it's just Spotify and Apple that are doing this. I don't think. International, you mean? Yeah, like complete dominance. I mean, there's Tencent and all the other international, like, uh, services. Can I admit services. something? Sure. So when I was creating my playlist, sure. I was sitting in Colombia. And I tried to get on Pandora, and I was like, "Yeah, couldn't use lame. it." But uh, I downloaded some software. To oh change yeah, no, people do that. I don't understand it. why wouldn't you just be able to lo- log into your like American oh, account it, and no, it shows your it, it shows you where you are based on the internet that you're connected. Yeah, to. Yeah. that's yeah. what the, the rights so, you pay are the rights that you yeah. are in that country. So yeah, I, but you can. But international artists can use all of the tools. They just can't listen to the wow. stuff that they make. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to. I downloaded yeah. a portal to say that I was like somewhere Shh. in the U.S. Well, don't tell. Cops are on their way. I'm telling. I'm telling myself. I know. So I said I was in the U.S. Anonymous caller. Yeah. I said I was in the U.S. and I said that I was listening somewhere in I think Florida or Texas and go Florida. This is while you were snorting delicious Colombian cocaine and yeah. What else? I mean, Florida cocaine. You can put a positive twist on it. Just say I wanted to be on Pandora that bad that I like found a way to put myself back in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Just you're going to jail. My soul. I will you're say that supposedly more people, we have more listeners in the United States than Spotify has in the United States. That makes sense. Which is nice to know. Legend, it's legacy. definitely a different demographic. Do you guys talk about the lean back experience of Pandora? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the lean back? What is that? Just mean? letting it play all day it's and not, not yeah. even touching it. Just like putting interact. on a station mm. that you like. And yeah. just letting it go. I yeah. used to do that when I at my old job. I we used, I they asked me to program the office music, and at first I said no because I didn't want that pressure. Yeah. Because people complain and they have opinions, mm. but I was like no because then people are going to play stuff that I don't want to listen to, and I only want to listen to stuff I want to listen to. Yeah. So I did it, and Pandora was great because you could just you know I would pick like the fits and the tantrums station, and it was just upbeat, fun pop music yeah. all day. Wow. And Spotify had 
playlists and that was cool but those would run out so I'd have to listen knowing that it was going to run out you know somewhere in whatever hour and I have to go change it which I was fine but yeah that's the late yeah the late laid back mm, experience yeah because yeah, the Spotify is pitched as a lean forward experience that you uh-huh. technically are making your playlist you're um, curating your own music why, why is that though I mean they all they both have functionality to curate but it's more what they're known for yes yeah it's how did that happen like how did Pandora become because they didn't that? have the interactive rights Pandora before. didn't have on demand until they yeah. bought RDO yeah. yeah a few years ago I exactly. guess it's you know yeah. it's it's tough because as That's a casual consumer I, I super get it but of course as an artist right you always want people to be actively engaged it's it's yeah but it's, it's weird and pointless to just be on playlists and nobody knows that they were listening to you and then it's gone and that there's no like you you don't know who that person is they're not an active fan of yours they don't know your name yeah you but know. you might have listened to them like you know just on playlists and all of a sudden you're like i've heard this before and it just then it's like it's mixing that interactive with the not non-interactive hmm. the idea with pandora is that you will there are the people who are like oh what is this and they'll be like yeah. oh make a who's this and they'll make a station out of this person yeah and then i hear to hear more of their music and yeah. it's discoverability right yeah it's like if you like leon rosen mm-hmm. someone i did not know until Shout i made out. this playlist yeah and i was like this is rad and um, I was like, oh, he's going to, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder who Pandora's going to, you know, like put him on like what other stations and stuff. And, or his station for me is great. It's got like Radiohead and Elton John and like all these like cool male vocalist dominated. Yeah. Anyway, but that was fun. I mean, it's fun to see who I, I, I listened to Kingsley's radio station and it was brand new. Shut so it was up. all tweaked out. Yeah. It was playing like rockabilly, electronic music. And like the four tops. Is it just trying to test out what people like? Right at the beginning, it tests stuff kind of out. Like so it's really, it's really funny when it's brand new. There was one um, bourbon, uh, bourbon Theor- theory. Do you know them? Bourbon therapy. Mm-hmm. They're a local group. And um, at the very beginning, he was like, "Why is this Pandora station playing all Christian music? Like, that's the whole point of our music is that it's not <laughs> Christian." And he's like, "We do like a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff." That's and I probably picked up on some kind of like. Well, it Christian. was right at the beginning, so the, it, so the music gets analyzed yeah. by the analysts, and so they throw, oh, you know, yeah. the, and so by humans, not by hu- yeah, because so it gets and so so each analyst that is when a a, when a song gets analyzed, they spend twenty minutes with a song with a song, yeah. That's why... What comes up, though? Why do they have to go to that song? Because obviously it has to be a pretty... It's like, a... I think they pick it. They just pick something. I mean, either... Well, so if a new artist... If a new artist goes into Pandora has never been heard before, mm-hmm. and it's in the queue for an- analyzing, I'm pretty sure... I don't actually know. They might just pick whatever song they want. And they just... Unless there's something that's based specified. based on plays. Like, oh, well, this is their no, most popular brand new. track. No, it's brand new. Brand new. Oh, so there's zero plays on everything. Uh, well, for the most... most yeah, part, I mean, yeah. I guess it depends who you are. Yeah. But it was really interesting for for Bourbon Therapy. Because he's like, what's up? And I was... So it was right when I started. So I was like, I don't know the answer to that question. So I asked. And, and the guy that I asked was like, just give it a day or two and it'll work itself out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, it was, he's like, this is not what's supposed to happen. What do they do in 20 minutes with the song? Are they just oh, like, they rip it apart. They talk about the what the lyrics are about, the so tonality. So they like take notes? No, there's like this whole gene. It's the music genome. Yeah. And they rate things from oh, like yeah, one okay. to, and then it's like rating from like one to five or one to six, whatever it is. Yeah. And then. How many at, different criteria are there? Like 
lots like hundreds a lot uh i think it depends on the genre yeah yeah that's a good point um and then they talk they they do harmony they do rhythm they do timbre it's it's really cool so the people that are on that analyst team Mm -hmm. they're all musicians do you think this will ever be automated Hmm? this portion of it kind of can't be because like do you know musio have you heard of this Mm. It's actually an ex-Pandora person, but she teamed up. It's it's basically doing this, but with machines, like trying to do this. I mean, I suppose it is. could, yeah. yeah. Um, but it would take out the yeah, there's, the human there's some, curated element yeah, of it. Yeah, like is this actually does this sound good, or does this just have these perimeters or parameters that people, yeah, you know, gravitate towards? Because I know Spotify does. You know, they have their own radio, and I don't know exactly they how they do app. it. Yeah, so I don't know Stations, how they do I think it. It's called? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's like Pandora. Yeah. So they like wrote, they have a new app. It's probably three or four months old, but it's called Stations, and it's basically oh, yeah, like I Pandora. What Pandora was before. I think they're trying to get around on-demand licensing. They might honestly. They might just be using data. We which we do too. too. It's like yeah. we know that th- this person likes this and they like this. Yeah. I got to go in and look, and you can look in any user and see what they're listening to. Really? Creeper. Yeah. Totally. I did that. I used to work at TuneIn and did the <gasps> same thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's you could fine. find the shame in yeah. what... Oh, it'd be really cool. It's I didn't realize I had the pleasure. power to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go... Yeah, but you have, you have to know what their email they're using and all this stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're just using data because they know that, like, yeah. these people like this and they, you know... And it's like, if I like a station that's... Krogbin, you guys know Krogbin? It's like my favorite fucking um, band right now. But like, do I want to listen? Band? Krogbin. They're Krog- uh, oh yes, Tyra. It's yeah. spelled weird. Yeah, Krogbin. They're yeah. playing in Tyra. With the band with the wigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cool. So like, yeah. I want. Do I want just their music or do I want stuff that sounds like it? Because some people just want just Krogbin music on the radio mm. on the Krogbin radio station, or some people want some more artists. Oh, by the way, Pandora has this new feature called uh, Modes, which uh-huh. is that. So you yeah. can take one station you can do just the regular station you can do that artist only Mm -hmm. and then you can do deep cuts or discovery so deep cuts deep cuts will be the artists that are associated with whatever you're listening to but more obscure songs and then discovery will be um more popular songs by artists that won't normally that maybe get lesser plays so it's cool there's like popular songs by lesser known artists they're, like well, or those lesser-known artists and their most popular song, okay, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah. one will be if you want songs you've never heard before mm-hmm. by artists that you know, or and then the other one is um, artists that you might not know of. Yeah, and it, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty, and then the other one is that artist only. Yeah, because yeah. that is something that's really important to people. I just think it's, I think it'll be hard to manually switch it. Like most people will be like, oh yeah, I forgot to switch it. But I think that is a good first step to like have that. To be able to be like, okay, I want this style of discovery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to see what comes up on those. I end up listening to a lot of, like, soul. You know, like, Nina Simone always creeps into my playlist, which is, like, cool. But it's like, no, no. I was like, I'm not in a Nina Simone mood. And then I feel bad about thumbing down Nina Simone. It's weird. Do they know that you actually do like Nina? It's just on that stage. I think... I think my, my, even though like I, you know, like I, I listen to a bunch of stuff because I end up programming it. Like I, like I was saying, like ABBA, I did a Barbara Streisand playlist last week, but like Nita Simone just con and Ray Charles, like that's like, I would in no world would I ever not want to listen to that. But sometimes yeah. I'm just like, 
that's not really what this is about right now. Anyway, it's interesting. My um, that's how it works. Uh, I logged into Pandora at my parents' house, and my mom um, threw off my uh, algorithm because she was listening to too much Christmas music. Oh no! And so like. Uh, yeah, so like it's, it it it, cr- it created a, a noticeable change in my algorithm. Of when music. can we start listening to Christmas music? Like now, what? never. Yeah, when is it? Is I'm it Jewish. <laughs> I don't do Christmas, so yeah. I say never. No, just you don't kidding. Like I'm also a singer, Christmas? so I sing a lot of Christmas you music. To, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I worked in retail, and I hated when Christmas music kicked in. It was before painful. Halloween. No, it's the it's it's. it's mm. so thanks after Thanksgiving. Isn't it? It, it's earlier it's okay. now, though. I think it's yeah, okay to no, for no. me. It's okay to listen after thanksgiving like that's that's one month of christmas music that's okay with me mm-hmm. but yeah it does start like closer i to hate december starts closer to right. halloween because i'm jewish and i don't care i'm about jewish christmas. but i still love i don't do christmas <laughs> though yeah that's right. i just find that's, it especially as a parent now it's very yeah. stressful for the oh my god for the kid I'm i can't sure. even wait for my daughter to be like why don't we have a christmas tree hopefully she will never ask that question <laughs> oh she will <laughs> we just go we go hog wild on hanukkah we just uh, yeah. we're gonna do the eight days of presents um, funny story about Christmas music. So there's a band called Christmas. Listening to their station, supposedly their station is a mess because people it turns into a Christmas music station, mm. and they're like a punk band, I think, or yeah, something. No, this is kind of their fault. Yeah, and they that's, knew that's, what they were signing that's up for. A, uh, well, it, they, it's very possible that they were around before Pandora. It's kind of uh, like yeah. the band, I it's like before Christmas. It's like no, it's, yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> right, or, yeah, BC. that's true. But but it's like it takes on like a whole new thing. Yeah, once the internet. Discovery. I'm gonna comes. start a I'm gonna start a band called the Holiday Pandora Station. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. Have, I thought you were gonna have a band called Christmas BC. Oh, Christmas, Christmas BC. BC? Before, Christ. Before Christ. Nice. Oh gosh. Oh. I like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just like the summer solstice? Yeah. Don't ruin But it. that's the band. It's, it's <laughs> Christmas BC. Somebody, or whatever festival yeah. the pagans had. I just saw a great stand-up act that that blew my mind because the the stand-up was like, and it was it was for played for laughs, but I, I was actually very taken by this uh, comment that. Um, he, he grew up watching the Flintstones and doesn't understand how they could have a Christmas special. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. And I was like, I just was, yeah. my mind was blown. I was like, yeah, how are they celebrating Christmas on the Flintstones? And that's hilarious. The archaeologists are wrong. That's what that's what it is. <laughs> they got it wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's the only problem. I feel like we need to not release this podcast for another like two months. Is like, it holiday is special? Because yeah, it's, we the cri- it's our Christmas special. <laughs> Christmas special. Yeah, we save this one Should for we play Christmas music after yeah. Should we talk about Halloween? <laughs> Just kidding. No, um, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't like Christmas either. I don't like December. I think it's a, a cold, dark month, and I think we invented. I think we invented Christmas to like torture ourselves. Slot it in. No, just to, <laughs> to try and inject. It was to try and in- inject happiness yeah. into a dreary, like right in the middle of a dreary and then season. The, and then the capitalists got. Involved. Yeah, and then and now it doesn't work because everyone gets depressed I, about Christmas. I don't mind. I don't mind Christmas here in in the Bay Area. I. It's, not too uh, cold. it's a little a little intense in in the Northwest. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it, well, it oh, it's like, like really ridiculous things. Like in Portland, um, they're not prepared for snow, yeah. but it snows every year. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like yes, yeah. yes. And so yeah, you get stupid. you get f- like one year I got like maybe maximum four inches, but it was probably two. And yeah. and I was trapped in my house for a week because the the snowplows just never came to my street, and that was enough to make it so I couldn't get out. Yeah, that's dumb. In Texas, it um, when I lived in Austin, it freezes every 
every February and everyone like freaks out and it's like this happens every year you guys like figure it out yeah Minnesota we were totally fine with (laughs) we had so much snow and the next day it'd be like clean we're just like oh this is nice well you guys know all about snow you have to yeah otherwise the news the news in Portland is like Every day you're watching cars sliding diagonally down a street. Yeah. Like it's literally every day. It's like when it rains here and everyone flips out. Yeah. The, oh yeah. Our streets are getting clean. We don't oh know how gosh. to drive in the rain here at all. No. That's when you go out and you just like dance in the street. It's like Make it's like it. Burning Man weekend. No, that's Florida. Like no one's here. Well, in, well, it actually snows in northern. Fl- I'm from northern Florida. It snows there almost every really? year. But every I, year, they, really, every year they take. They go completely like all the schools shut down and everybody just goes outside and stares at it like it's an alien. Where in Florida? Substance, Jacksonville, outside Jacksonville. It there. It does. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm bound to get hit by lightning in Florida because every time it rains, I'm like, "This is so cool." Every day at two o'clock, how is this like so predictable? And I go out there and run around it and I go, "It's warm and raining." Oh yeah. I'm bound to get. I'm bound to get hit by lightning. Yeah. It's okay. Was it one in one in three point four billion or something? I don't know. Something like that. I'm just throwing out random numbers that's <laughs> yeah, on so my head. Yeah, the, the chances average. are good for me. Yeah, more likely to get hit by lightning yeah. than, than uh, to attack by a shark. I miss lightning. What about lot winning the yeah. lottery? Thunder. Or getting hired at Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've, I've applied there six times yeah, and had I'd two interviews. I never had. I feel like I should. I feel like I should go back and try to figure out how many times I have a whole. So I moved here in 2007, and I got. The last job I had, I got that in 2014. And I think from 2006, even before I moved here, I was applying for jobs just continuously. And then the recession hit, right? So there was nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys should see my application folder on my computer. <laughs> we could trade. It, <laughs> yeah, I, right? yeah. I mean, it's like We're all there. my husband's yeah. now is, is applying for jobs. I'm like, dude, you have no. I mean, like, I yeah. feel you. I was like, I was like, I just, he just you he need to, to learn see. Himself. I mean, it doesn't really get easier. No, it doesn't. But, man, but uh, that's when I met <laughs> Stefan when we were we were Fucking hustling. A still. Ever, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. Of we're, still, still we're still hustling. the hustlers. <laughs> when did you stop? Are you still applying for full time jobs, or did you stop at some point? I stopped. Yeah. Uh, in general. Yeah. In general, well, I stopped. You're doing something. So. Yeah. Okay, so here's if you want a story into that to not make myself sound like a total loser. Yeah, what's it like to be homeless? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm spending money on I'm spending Don't money on. Don't joke about that, Jason. Yeah, I'm spending money on my dues yeah. to have a show here at Mutiny, but I can't afford rent in San Francisco, so I'm on the street. Um, no, but but joking. <laughs> As I get serious I'm looks joking. all across here. Like oh um, shit. No, so um, I had it in my head that that what I needed was. Um, a full-time corporate job in order to sustain st- stability to say like okay i can live in san francisco everything's good yeah and so um uh you could, i started balanced breakfast sort of as a hobby back in 2013 accidentally uh started curating all these musicians bringing people together and people will be like hey um you ever thought about like working with artists? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, so flash forward six, seven years, and um, there's absolute silence when I'm like sending out these resumes. So I like check my resume, it looks good. Check my website, it looks good. Check my LinkedIn, I go, there's something's broken. And and I was like, okay, well I'll say yes to to one artist. 
and I say yes to one artist, and I go, this is kind of fun, and someone else hears about that, and I say, okay, I'll say yes to two artists. When you're saying yes, like, what does that mean? What were you doing? Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not turning down the option of, like, doing consulting, design, marketing, like, helping them with their, like, get to their, their, brand. their brand to the next level. Mm. Um, so now I'm suddenly at, um, um, se- seven, seven clients that I'm working with, and, and, paid rent two months in a row now and i'm like dang like <laughs> dang, i'm doing I okay yeah i can pay rent That's and 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 um i just locked in an eighth client um nice. and i'm working with mxpx now which is like as a big band in the 90s that that um that they have three hundred thousand uh followers on facebook Damn. it's like it's like oh so what are you helping this is them okay. with? uh we're we're updating their shopify uh, nice, nice. M- uh, cha- changing the way that you receive their information. Okay. Through um, newsletters and social, or what? It, we're what? gonna start with just making their pictures look better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <laughs> of merch. That is so uh, key. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> like uh, delve into how how you can access their streaming, how you access uh, 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 Mike's the lead singer's podcast, and oh, nice. All that kind of stuff. It's just yeah. getting everything sorted. Well yeah. yeah. So I did that. I did something like that for like, so I was teaching people I use social media years yeah. ago. It was it's basically, yeah. I've I'm done doing, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I'm basically doing uh, a phone call one hour a week with, with each of my people and, okay. and talking about that. Like, yeah. Hey, like, uh, you need to archive some of your Instagram posts or, Hey, you, your, uh, profile picture on your, like I've been dealing with this, your profile picture on your personal Facebook and your band Facebook are exactly the same. When someone searches your name, they're getting both of oh. them identical. It's yeah. Like things like that. Wait, you can yeah. archive face Instagram photos? Yeah. No, no so that. you don't have to delete them. You can just archive them so you still have the same, um, all the data, but they're not showing up for other people. Mm. So it, would it be stuff that like isn't appropriate or whatever? Or uh, for like some reason it doesn't. You post a show flyer, but but yeah. all of a sudden your, your feed is all show flyers, so you can oh. archive all your show no players yeah. about that yeah so yeah after that cool yeah. so it looks still looks pretty if someone's like do i like this band and they can go back and look and say oh i like their stories or yeah. i like yeah. what they're doing yeah their feed. i mean you really like have to best. stay up on all of the all the tech man i mean yeah. it's, like, it's insane you need it's someone to yeah for you if you're an artist yeah. there's no point in doing it yourself uh at a certain point, I f- the way I always say it is like you got to do it yourself until you're too busy to do it yourself. So it's not like yeah. it's not you like gotta, a, you got to get people to help you because you can't stay yeah. up on to all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like technology. But I still feel like you have to do it yourself until you're failing. Like yeah, like like sure. doing it all, doing it all, and then all of a sudden it's like if you were doing this other thing, you'd be making money instead of like yeah. working on your social media, which mm-hmm. is like oh. just upsetting you. Yeah. And then maybe make some music every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so as I think yeah, my cool. my thought is like as soon as um, working on those things is um, not helping you make money, so it's like you could either go out and do a gig and make money, uh, or you could be at home working on your social media. Well, yeah. if I'm at home working on your social media for you and you're making money, hopefully it's evening balances, out, evening at out. least balances. Yeah. If not, you're still making more yeah. money. I'll come to your next show. Please do. My How do you use social media? Somebody know? Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking of it's signing up. Right now. You know what I used to tell people about Twitter? Oh. I was like, Twitter. I hate Twitter. We don't even use. I my, hate my it. My band doesn't it actually use. But you have to have something. So even if you don't actually post to it, yeah. have everything we, repost to your Twitter. Yeah, that's all we're doing. That's we what I told account, people to do. I was like, I hate no, Twitter. You can connect with actual people. Like you can't like talk to like. <laughs> Industry influencers on Facebook or but they else. don't they probably don't 
whatever you they might not see you, your shit you build, no yeah you, it's not like you can do it once and they're gonna like start talking you to have you, to like you stalk gotta, them yeah i mean Speaking you do you have to give them something that they are like oh that was an interesting perspective let me follow you now it's like a a very yeah. st- a long-term relationship that you want to build that you want to stalk ain't them. no one got time for that that's you gotta have time for that that's what social media is yeah, no one got. Well, I don't have time. I didn't have not time for that. Then yeah, you just won't do well on social. I mean, I don't do that well yeah. either. But it's. I do try to get on on Twitter now. Show. I actually went through all my Twitter followers once when I was really bored. I had a lot of um, Justin Bieber fans, and I didn't know why. I used to blog, so people people would follow me. I used to write for Examiner uh, sfexaminer.com. Yeah. Examiner.com, not SF Examiner, the other one, the one <laughs> yes. where they paid you a penny per hit. Did uh, you did that too? Penny per hit? Wow. No. Um, I've been on SF Weekly. And, okay, yeah, no, those are like legit. Yeah. SFExamer.com, I think, went defunct. Oh. But. Yeah, it did. I used to gain followers through that for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. And I went through them once and I think I was really bored. Really bored. And I had like a lot of Justin Bieber fans. And I was like, I don't even, I don't even think I've ever even mentioned Justin Bieber. And there was people who had Justin Bieber in their, like their, their description. Yeah. I have no idea. These people don't. I tweet and like they don't. Fucking no one beast. does anything. So like I don't think they're real people. Yeah, there's a lot of bugs. Like, <laughs> no, they're not real people. This evolved. reminds me of like a month when we posted a, a, a like an amateur music video. We made like a homegrown music video and and it was uh, for some reason. Did you say a homegirl music video? A homegirl made a music video, yo. No, homegrown. homegrown. <laughs> like I we, said a homegrown video. We just video. made a low budget one, one of those. <laughs> and we had a bunch of people on YouTube in Portuguese writing us to tell us they liked the music. We had to oh, we had cool. to translate it. Because we didn't know what they were saying, um, but they were saying they were saying in Portuguese that they liked it, and I, I never I never I never unraveled that mystery. I don't know where those people came from. Yeah. Um, and then it, then it was all it was all over in a month, and then no, a, yeah. no more Portuguese fans yeah, after that. that. Happens. Those weird little and once in a while, like we go on, you know, like art, the art, the, you know, Spotify for artists or or something like that, and check out and see who's listening to the music, and it'll be like you know suddenly 50 people in berlin it'll just yeah. spike and again it's we never there's no way to know why mm. there's That's nothing what, i can't yeah. i can't like ask and, there's I mean, no one at spotify that can tell me you know yeah. like what referral what links or like how it like they got to that no there's no there's no data there should it. there is it's just it's not publicly available <laughs> even to the people in the company it's very hard to we don't have access down. to it That's yeah, exactly. as a band they yeah. might but they're so not going to so you guys don't have there's this is maybe a conversation for offline, but isn't there's no like spot? There's no da- you guys don't have access to your data. Well, we have the data. Very basic. We have limited data. Like yeah. we know where listeners are. We know when they're listening. Oh, but how know. they find yeah. you and stuff. We okay. don't know. I feel like I've seen some of, but they could have just been like to some bands because you were saying that not everything is available to everybody. Well, yeah. There's all kinds yeah. of. There's all kind. There's at least like six or eight services on Spotify that are only for the the upper crust. There's uh, there's something called visualizations, which are really cool. I'd yeah. love to, I'd love to use visualizations on Spotify, which is like where you have a. In a moving image, yeah, uh, or like oh, a, loop, yeah. a looped video a while, while it plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't can't do it unless you're like, I don't know. Hey, Jason, have yeah. you Lady have Gaga you, or something? Have you been on your profile on Next, on Next Big Sound? I don't know what that is. So Next Big Sound is a company that Pandora bought. Yep. That's where all of the data is. 
and Boom. it's demogra- it's demographic. There's a map. There's a heat map. Data drop. Boom. Yeah. Are you talking about data f- just for Pandora or just data in general? Um, or? it's Pandora, and then it's a lot of your social. Even has your like your Wikipedia yeah. page. You it's can like even modern, program in there. Yeah. Modernclout.com or something. Yeah, remember Clout.com. Yeah. <laughs> I I was sitting in a room once. I, d- I didn't fully fully know what clout was. I kind of didn't. I kind of did. And this girl was all bragging about how high her clout was. And I was <laughs> oh, like, I remember. Yes. And I, I was, I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool, cool. What's your clout? And she told me, and I was like, well, let me go check mine. And I was like, blew hers out of the water. And I'm like, yeah, Does what? Microphone exist? drop. I remember this one. It sounds know, like a fictional version of like if a, if you're, it's a movie about Facebook, but it's not the clout. <laughs> so they have to make up a different yeah. word for likes or like you know. Let's see if it's, it's not yeah, following. Yeah, Black Mirror does that all the time. They've right. got like yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- it is Facebook, but yeah. like they call it something else. Yeah, yeah. Facebook's like, no, yeah. we're not going to be on your. Didn't they have an episode that was basically about what China's doing, where yeah. everybody had a score? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one was. Yeah. Oh my god, I love I love Black Mirror that so was, much. That was fucked up and 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 delicious. So good, delicious, horrifying. Delicious. I tell everyone to go back and watch San Junipero. Sorry, I know we're not supposed to talk about. Well, this isn't a television show, but do you know this one, San Junipero? Which one was it? It's the one um, with, I don't even know. How, I, I don't even want to, it's, it won the what? Emmy. Um, you know, let's go ahead and roll a clip. It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead. Stefan, we have permission to use Black Mirror. Can yeah, we, right. Can we roll it? But I just want to tell you that Cloud it's doesn't so exist anymore. They got bought. I didn't think, who, yeah, well, yeah who they got they bought by. Get, who did they get bought by? Uh, uh, it's something nobody knows. I guess they just yeah. didn't oh, have the, uh, the Cloud <laughs> yeah, the after cloud. all. It, it's spelled wrong, first of all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like it won't help you understand why they bought it. Yeah. yeah. Some name. Yep. Well, they did a lot with it. It's really interesting when companies get bought and then they like cease to exist. It's like, why? Turntable FM. No, that just went to bonk because of the. But you guys, did you ever use Turntable FM? Oh, it was the sickest. It was basically you were like a little avatar and you'd like walk in, you could start DJing, and then other people would like walk into your like little room. Holy shit. That sounds really. So it's like it's like Second Life, but for DJs? Yeah. That's cool. So I had a friend who told me who, who wore a shirt that said my second life is better than my first life, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, I was like, what? I, this shirt makes no sense. To You're me. So officially he to, old. He had to explain to me. What, he had to explain to me what se- this was like. Admittedly, like this was probably like a long time. Te- ago, yeah, like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, but but I, but I but I but I I was like I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. the what Sims is the second basically. life? Yeah. This is how I feel about like Minecraft or World of uh, Warcraft or what's the what's the other Massive super wow. Cool. Yeah, game. like video yeah. games that kids are playing, and I'm just like, I, I don't even know what that is. So I used to work for All fandom, up. which was Wikia, and I learned yeah. way more about video games than I ever thought I ever would, and I and anime, mm. and I like, yeah, I like these, yeah, massive. Uh, what are they? M M O R. Yeah, I I never, like I even I like I I knew about like Mass Effect. Yeah. And oh, yeah, like these things, effect. I'm like, yeah, I d- yeah. why do I know about this? And they're like yeah, insanely yeah. popular. And yeah, I almost got are. a job at Imview, which is like Second Life. And <laughs> and I was like, this is not, this is not the direction I want to be going. <laughs> yeah, I was in a, I was in a yeah. design, I was in a design school for a while with a guy, and there was a, a fellow student used to be in my groups all the time. He was a ex uh, UX designer at Zynga. And that guy was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, Zynga. And he's like, nope. 
it's not cool at all. It's really stupid. I heard it was awful I, to work there. Yeah, yeah. I know someone like, yeah. I, can't, I can't fucking stand it anymore. That's why he, he was in school again. Also. He was oh. like, I need to learn a new trade. I need to like get out of this video game the world. The video game world is really crazy. It yeah. Is, I'm sure. I think it's really bad at those companies that like are doing the, the uh, uh, casual uh you know, like free to play games too. It's just, it's just a vapid, it's kind of an empty. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like Instagram. You just scroll through and play for five minutes and then give us $2 and then give us another $2 and then give us another $2. No, (laughs) no, I'll watch your dumb ad. Yeah. Gross. Like I'm sitting on Bart watching these ridiculous ads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when, um, before there was second life or yeah. second um uh, uh, and and pretty much before that like before kind of in the, the the same realm as AOL when AOL existed oh, like wow. right right around that realm my mom still uses AOL hey Jackie Friedman what's up shout out AOL uh, user uh, <laughs> AOL is awesome is it hey, what did dial-up? AOL what what does she use on AOL email email Oh, that's yeah. If you go to AOL.com, do they still, still have sign AIM? In. Can I still yeah. talk on? Can we chat on AIM? Is that AIM? AIM? Remember oh instant ma- AOL? Instant I think it went down instant. recently, like within the last yeah. year or two. Like, really? I, I always figure I'm getting spammed when I get an email from AOL. I'm like, there's no way yeah. you're actually having you've AOL. You've got spam. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you've ever, you're sending me a message from an AOL email address. But, but eight cuties want to meet you on yeah. AOL. That's true. I went right into now. some chat room chat rooms once oh, oh it was, uh, so it was not good on aim i didn't, I didn't know yeah. no AOL. in aoL yeah i didn't know oh. what i was doing same yeah. same i saw some i saw some stuff yeah. i can't unsee <laughs> i don't want to oh, no basically yeah uh but but so when when like bbs platforms were a thing and it was all text driven and you had Ooh, to going like way back yeah just saying that they're like that that was like the exciting thing is you're like oh i have internet well, what can i do with this internet oh i can log on to someone else's computer where they've stored some games for us to play um yeah, yeah and there was this game that was the closest thing i've gotten to second life which was called lord which stood for legend of the red dragon mm-hmm. and so you went in <laughs> and you like walked through the woods and <laughs> you like you you had at first you had like a stick and was it multiplayer uh yeah and but yeah and you had to like stick. basically get better weapons get better levels oh, and and like it, but the, wh- when you first started you'd go into the woods and you'd you'd end up dying every time and they'd kick you out for 24 hours so you ca- you had to come back the next day oh wow but eventually you got a sword and then eventually you got armor and then eventually like you had enough money to stay in the inn instead of sleeping in the woods so the idea is like if you slept in the woods someone had to pay the bartender to give you the keys to go kill you Otherwise, if you slip in the woods, they could just find you and kill you. Um, so not until you had like really good armor <laughs> did you like sleep in the woods because then you'd end up killing people and they'd you'd get their money. So dude, the Middle Ages were sound terrible. Yeah, in game form. I think and about that. Do you ever think form. about that? Oh, Aren't yeah. you glad that you live in the 21st century? I don't think we appreciate it enough. Like but I don't miss the sound that the modem used to make or something. Yeah, this this is how I this is how I get over like if I'm if I'm reading the news and I'm depressed about the world. Uh, that's it was the a lot first worse. Thing I think of yeah. is like at least you know I don't what? have leprosy. Yeah, I don't have. I'm not part of gangrene. The plague. I'm not dying yeah. at age 25. I'm not an old man, you know. You'd already yeah. be a grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Saving money to buy a piece of coal. Yeah. <laughs> Please, sir. Here's my, here's I'm my so stick. cold. <laughs> it's so very cold all the time. Please. Why does everything feel like it's coming hand. back to Christmas? Oh and my I, gosh. by that I mean the band. <laughs> <laughs> the band, not just the, the holiday. 
I felt like Scrooge I there love for a that second. band. I felt like Scrooge there for a second. As like, Peace, Mr. Go Scrooge. Away. Go away, Please. stupid kid. <laughs> Please, another call. Leave me alone. I swear this episode's not coming out until December. All right, fav- so what are our favorite holidays? Let's go around the room. Favorite Ooh. holiday. Go. Is it is it is it Hanukkah? Ooh. Probably no. not. I'm gonna have to think about this. Yeah, birthday, of course, this. right? Yeah, it changes too when you have a child, like so I have years. to think about this. I've always liked New Year's. New Year's? Uh, you like New Year's? I'm New a Year's Halloween guy. Easy. I like July 4th, not for the Americana, mm. but it's just always like nice outside. That's true. And fireworks are fun. I actually like Christmas Day a whole lot because you can't do anything. Yeah. You can go to the movies like and Chinese restaurants. Not even yeah. that. Like everything's closed, too. so it's like a great day to like. Just really do nothing. I go. I see yeah. a movie and I go, and I have movies. Chinese food. Every, that's yeah, like same. my that's my loner. Yeah. You know. Did did your favorite holiday change? Because I was thinking about yeah. it, and my favorite holiday, mm, like twenty years ago, was probably um, uh, Thanksgiving because mm. all my friends would get, would get together yeah. on Thanksgiving oh, and play tackle football in the morning and like oh, get all cool. muddy. Football, oh yeah, like get we'd get muddy, muddy and oh, get wow. really gross. This and then so and then God, we were like stuff, yeah. then we were like so hungry for Thanksgiving after that that it was like so I was so mm. pumped up. Mm-hmm. And then football would be on TV and I'd fall asleep because I didn't care. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little real here for a second. I really like Martin Luther King Day because that weekend my synagogue, <laughs> listen, check this out. My synagogue does this cool like pulpit exchange. I'm like a I'm like a secular Jew. Like I just go for the bread yeah, and the parties. They do it. They do it. They do do the challah is so good. Challah and yeah, and so they have a pulpit exchange with Third Baptist in the Fillmore. So I get to. I'm like a welcome guest in a Baptist church, and like they don't go off about Jesus. It's music. They don't go off about my the rabbi. The rabbi gives the sermon, and they've been doing this for like 30 years or something. And I just like I fucking love it. Yeah, and I go every year. It's so great. Like I look forward to it every year. It's I know it's like really weird. Not yeah, really no, weird. It just I, it like I like get emotional. It's like a beautiful, yeah. cool thing. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love gospel music. I wrote my master's report on gospel music. I was only told I was going to hell once from this evangelical preacher, and what it, we did didn't you even. Write about? T- it was about gospel brunch in Austin, Texas. Oh wow. Yeah. And he didn't tell me I was going to hell. He sort of just insinuated that because I'm not a believer, yeah. I'm not going to heaven. Well, it's and implied. I was like, whatever. It's implied. If that's no, no. His, I knew. Yeah. We both knew that yeah. I, he knew that I knew. And then yeah, we were yeah. like, cool, let's go to that fish fry. Yeah. And then, and it was like an af- after like an hour long interview. Yeah. We were cool. I mean, it was cool. It wasn't like weird. So does know. it upset you at all ever that you're going straight to hell when you die or are you okay with it? And are you all right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Things got dark. What's the right Things answer? What's the right answer? I to don't that question? care. Uh, yeah, we don't. I don't. Jews don't really do that. We're just yeah, like no. we're chosen. So what you we, know, <laughs> what are we supposed you to do? You just bypass, yeah. bypass hell. It's all about the here and now. Whatever mm-hmm. I feel and the guilt. The guilt. Yeah, I have. Ca- so I'm a cash Jew. I'm a Catholic Jew. I was. Ca- so yes, I have yes. double guilt. You're a Catholic Different kind Jew? of guilt. How yeah, my dad's work? Catholic. My mom's Jewish. It's a different kind of guilt, though. The it Catholic is. guilt is very personal. The yeah. Jewish guilt is, wow, we all suck. Yeah, I like the Jewish guilt better. Catholic guilt is, like, a little bit meaner and just, like, <laughs> Jewish guilt is, like, kind of cute. 
the Catholic. What is like Catholic not. guilt? It's very personal. It's like yeah, like, like I've fucked it's up. It's not we all suck, but I specifically. Yeah, like do. oh, I probably shouldn't have masturbated last night. Like that kind of like oh fun. You know, Instead of yeah. collective like whole... masturbation. Yeah, yeah. I do sometimes. I'm sometimes I'm masturbating and I'm like, I wish I felt guilty about this. That would be <laughs> so much better. Yeah, I would get if so it much was, If it just on, made me I, feel bad, yeah, I'd love to be like doubtful that this is a thing that Jesus is allowing me to do. That would be helpful. Yeah. Uh, but alas, <laughs> alas, I just have to, you know, enjoy it. Just <laughs> all that's left now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my life now. All that's left now. What? Uh, so, what are you doing tonight, Jason? <laughs> guilt-free masturbation. Oh, that's great. All the way. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll try really hard to feel guilty. About I'm gonna, it, de- I'm gonna DJ at Delirium tonight. So, I oh mean, really? We all have our vices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna be spinning? Uh, I go in and I look at the crowd and I DJ accordingly. Are there local? Oh, so you're making like weird judgment calls about the people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? Tell, can you like explain yeah. what are these give judgment some, calls? Yeah. Last well, weeks. it's um, I guess if, so. If anybody doesn't know Delirium, it's on 16th uh, between uh, Valencia and Guerrero and the Mission. So um, it's it's right next to public transit. So you get a little bit of the Bart crowd that's coming in from the Oakland to like catch oh. a little bit of the Mission before going back to Oakland. Um, oh, you get a right. little bit of old school. Latin, like um, Mexican mm. um, vibes, could be could be dads, could be kids. It's, it's a mixture, okay. um, but it's it's also like all. It's like ninety percent of the people in there are are a little edgy, like black hoodie, black hat, black pants. Like that's so. edgy. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not colorful. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like it's I was like, like that sounds like tech workers. Uh, no black hoodie, black like everything. Oh, everything black. black. Like black, like okay. black. Okay. yeah. Um, so so I usually go in and um, and decide what I'm playing according to like who's across the bar. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, this last time I went in and started with Scissor Sisters, it just felt right. <laughs> yes. oh, nice. Um, Love the Scissor Sisters. Interesting. Yeah. Do you just play a song, or are you are you working at remixing anything? Do you have uh, mixes I, you put together? I, do, I, I focus on how long I'm going to play a song yeah. and how I'm going to transition out of it. So it's like yeah. I'll 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 take the high notes of the next song and start lacing it into the song at a certain point, mm-hmm. and then slowly I'll like bring the bass in and bring the bass out of the song I'm playing. That's cool. Yeah, it's just my style. So you might hear like a tambourine in a song that doesn't have a tambourine because the next song has a tambourine. And right. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's why this song now has tambourine. Mm. So, And then some, uh, someone in the bar was giving me a really hard time because she was saying, oh, I could be a DJ. You just make a playlist ahead of time, push play, and then you just watch everybody respond. Nope. Like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, some DJs do that, yeah, but it sure. sort of sucks. You yeah. can tell when that's happening, and you're like, "This is lame," and you leave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm more likely to be the one that has like five seconds of silence because I was trying to figure out the next song. And I'm like, ah, I think it's. I think oh, the no, silence is okay, honestly. I for five I think seconds, it's okay. Yeah. I think does it's that fun. play into your social anxiety or what is that? <laughs> I just like the. I just like the rest. <laughs> yeah. When else am I gonna? Thank you, DJ. I needed those yeah. five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much sound. <sighs> Just wanted to drink a sip of my beer so in sweaty. silence. Yeah. 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 My rod. My bull vodka. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. What's everybody else what's everybody else plug in? So yeah, that's your plug. You got any other plugs? All right. Yeah. yeah let's do plug time. Yeah. <laughs> being, I can't tell if he's being serious or <laughs> Yeah, I am. I think he wait, can I, can, uh, wait, I wanna go things last. You I wanna wanna go last. Things you wanna talk about. I wanna go last. Jamie, uh, um, Jamie, also, what do you, we, yeah, that that show, Conspiracy of Venus, if you're in the Bay Area. 
Um, was it Piedmont the 20th? Piedmont Piano, right? Yeah, Piedmont Piano. It's a lot of It's on the Sunday, keys. the last Sunday of October, which is the 27th. That's a good day to have it because it's like... The, 4 p.m. It's the day after Halloween parties and stuff, mm. so everyone will be done with That's that. That's true. And they'll be ready for something new. And if you, you're a creator and you want to sign up for Pandora Stories, um, you can email me if you want at alwaysmoretohear.com. That one's just the easy one. Uh, always more to hear to spell that's it your, out that's your website that's yeah that's oh, kind nice. of like that was my blog that was my little company when i was hustling it, the yeah. email still works you email me sign up i'll tell you what's up okay if you're a musician if you're an artist if you're a, a podcaster a blogger what's the what's whatever. the 60 second elevator pitch for stories for anyone <laughs> it's, who's, it's nah, a nah. playlist yeah yeah it's it's a that. it's a playlist um where you can insert voice tracks I've, and if for any I have creator a serious question about yeah. this this has always been my gripe with these, is that how are the transitions? Because Slacker did something like this, right? Where they allowed you to kind of interstitial things. It's streaming, um, unless you download it to your device. Yeah, yeah. So there will be some, um, like you couldn't you couldn't DJ a set, you know? Like it has to be, you ha- there has to be like a few seconds of silence yeah. Yeah, yeah. in between. Um, and if, you're in, if your Wi-Fi sucks and you're streaming, then it's going to be crappy. Yeah, I but, guess if you're like switching it out, yeah. Um, but it's, it's usually okay couple seconds uh what time does your show start on that sunday four o'clock four o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon cool afternoon show mm-hmm. radness you got anything Corey? um go to silence no good um, i got i got some shit coming up wait I say that again i think you're mumbling silence no good yeah. i don't know how to say <laughs> you're gonna made up the words so i'm like i don't know you like your say sites could hang out i like together. how you you have a you have a way you say it you go like silence no good silence no good and someone did that to me once it was no like good. oh you go to silence no good i was like okay i'm gonna start using that That's, what is silence it. no good give people the, the it's pitch on that my exploration in music discovery essentially and it's kind of mm-hmm. becoming more mm-hmm. of all of content discovery so like podcasts and stuff like that but yeah kind of helping figure out how to connect artists with, as a with podcaster yeah. what's your favorite podcast right now oh god right now i i gotta give a special one to music tectonics they have a conference in la in a couple weeks but they have a really good podcast it's a music like it's like music industry type stuff it's a really good podcast it's awesome my, my favorite i can't say on the air say it why was it's that it's that one where they had to use bleeps in their name. It's the, it's so the I mean that hasn't really stopped pod- us in the last yeah. hour. We can, we the can swear with the two you girls could also bleep from yourself. Jersey. Yeah. Two girls, one cup? No, it's, it's oh, the Jesus. guys. Sorry, that's not it. Guys we fucked. <laughs> guy you guys you fucked. That's oh, what it's oh, yeah, 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 the podcast. Yeah, I know that. It's got all the vowels in there. Okay. It's just like they, they, they intentionally like put asterisks or like weird letters. So it's actually like so it's not fucked. No. Why Wait, is it basically guys, two we... chicks talking about guys? That's amazing. It's the yeah, anti slut shaming podcast is what they I say. I think That's it's great. really popular right now. I think yeah, it's like yeah. blown up. It's, it's great. I had a blog that was basically uh, years ago when I was dating and it was the worst experience ever. <laughs> sure. And I, I blogged about it and Ooh. I'm not going to tell you what it is right Wait, now. Is dating supposed to be fun? Yeah. I think some people <laughs> find it fun. I think Ooh. the people that find it fun are the people that have just gotten out of relationships. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is but if you're trying to desperately get into one because yeah. you just want to be loved, it's fucking terrible. Did you use the the swipe app? I met my husband right before swiping became a thing. Oh, so it was like okay. I met him on OkCupid okay though. Okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, Paul, what's up? What up, Paul? <laughs> How you doing? 
Shout out to we Paul. love you, Paul. He did a search. Call him, Paul. He did a search for Aquarius Jews and found Aquarius. me. I think there were like. Are you Aquarius? Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's an I'm Aquarius, Aquarius too. Aquarius. Interesting filter. <laughs> I know. I think he was just like, oh, see what happens. What do you this feel like Aquarius is like? Because I, I had a completely the opposite viewpoint. How many an understanding? Sorry, we're, I thought that's what Aquarius. We're having our own podcast. No, Aquarius. Okay, this is very off topic. Aquarius is. I feel like I have a very intense intellectual brain mental connection with on a very individual level. So my Aquarius friends are people that like it's just like zip, and like we can talk for hours about whatever it's aquarius yeah, yeah. i love my aquarius friends not aquarius a leo leo i don't know anything about leo <laughs> uh, hmm. yeah I'll I'll te- i don't you. know crap about the about the i don't know anything i don't know anything about other signs i just know about yeah. mine yeah no ice stereotypically yeah I don't, I don't really care <laughs> you are such an aquarius wait jason what are you Scorpio. Okay. Scorpio. What are, what are these characteristics yeah. of Scorpios? Uh, horny, what? masturbates, doesn't feel bad about it, and uh, uh, possessive. I think oh, really? that just a bunch lovely. of stuff that I don't. There's got to be some good things. Wait, yeah. Stefan, what are what are um, Leo? The the bad Leos are known for wanting the spotlight. The good Leos are known for being able to like create a spotlight. So, so you're kind of both. Yeah. So yeah. You're kind of both. Can you yeah. please you're just kind stop of an already? Asshole. Enough. Yeah. You've had enough. <laughs> You've had enough time on this podcast. Stop talking. You don't need to talk anymore. Just shut up. Except for when he left the room and he's like, I'm just not going (laughs) to. Yeah, he was. You were gone for a solid 20 minutes. I was convinced that I was going to figure out how to get this like live stream on Facebook working amazingly. And and no, it looks great. It's working. No, supposedly. I don't think it's working. (laughs) Yeah. And then and then I tried the the Google stream to get that one go or like YouTube stream to get that one going. And then I just kind of like. I think it's it's a combination that your phone isn't bad internet, so I was using your phone for internet. It's not yeah. bad. It's fascinating. It's just not quite strong enough in this room. Yeah. And then the, the room, it's the room internet is not quite strong enough either, so it's like it all just sucks. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, Jason, Good what night. do you want to pitch? <laughs> We have 12 minutes left. Uh, Let's, 10, the next 10. person is, is 15 <laughs> minutes late like we are. This room internet is terrible. What do you want to pitch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want I just want to pitch that we have a show on November 2nd, and it's at Bottom of the Hill, and it's a, it's a charity event raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and I, I need, I need to freaking pack the house. So I really, really want everybody to come. Ooh. It's going to be super fun. The Minnesota Child is playing their great Minnesota Child's band. great. Yeah. They're and we great. also have Panic is Perfect and, and they're they're high energy and fantastic. And uh, yeah, we just need we need all hands on deck. It's yeah. the biggest show we've ever done ever. Wow. Nice. Congratulations. That's yeah. cool. Well, I mean it's a yeah. weekend at Bottom of the Hill, which is yeah. a big deal for us. It's not a big yeah. deal for Panic is Perfect or Minnesota Child, but for us it's like, you know, and, and it's we booked it. I mean we, we got those bands but we booked the club ourselves, so it nice. means a lot to us to like have this mm-hmm. and uh and and the lymphoma society is formally partnered so like now there there's actually eyes on it and we really 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 want to like sell it out so please come so could we do two things in one can we play one of your tracks but in the process of doing that like also uh i have friends in colombia that want to hear from us mm-hmm. can we do a shout out to colombia and also then yeah. like introduce one of your tracks yeah, I don't speak Spanish, but uh, no. Th- this is actually it's for a class that is um, uh, teaching business English. So the podcast, Ooh. the, the um, Lourdes who leads the podcast, she teaches business English in Bogota and has a, has a um, podcast to to 
the students have to call in and 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 practice their English. Oh, oh okay. Oh, Wait, well, how that, do they hear about us? Because uh, I'm addicted to Colombia and oh. um, <laughs> I enjoy going there. And what about Colombia? Are you podcast. addicted to the people? The art, the culture. Yeah, you had a really insanely good time there, didn't you? I do. I'm I'm already trying to figure out how how to go back, so that's why I make sure that you're good at the board, so that way if I'm there, I can call in and be like, hey, like... Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Can we do international calls, though? Facebook. Oh, yeah, right. So here's here's what I'm thinking. If we do something similar to the beginning of our show where we each announce ourselves and then say, hey, we'd really like you to hear this track by by Jason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. So but then I'll, I'll go last, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to do like <laughs> as if the show was just starting, and this is the part you can cut and send, and we'll send to them. Oh, I see. Do we, do we, are we mentioning them too then? Or yeah. You, but you're going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it. I'll, I'll, I'll start it, and then, and then you follow. Okay. What's going on? Yeah, we're, I'm, we're a, I'm, a li- I'm a little lost, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, this, is this still live? Yeah. <laughs> so the people who are listening now get to hear what, what our plan is, and we'll, they'll, they'll judge us as blast. to whether or not we'll get okay. This is yeah. all solid gold right now. Yeah, they'll yeah. figure out if we Which did okay. solid gold in that good band? So what we're going to do is pretend like the show's just starting. Oh, and are you going to re-edit it and put this at the beginning? Uh, just, we're just going to cut this part out and send it, it to them. Edit the live stream. Got it. Yeah. And c- and yeah. So okay. we're going to, but we're also like, for anybody who's listening, we're going to intro your song and say, hey, listen to, to Great Highways track. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See how this Don't goes. get it at all, but <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Okay, but when I, say, I don't know what my part in this when is. When I say who I am, you say who you are. Okay, and then that's Corey all I have to do. I'm Corey. Jane, you'll say who she is. <laughs> yeah, Not like yet, as Corey. if we're starting the show. Got it. Oh, <laughs> got it. I like turtles. On it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jamie Friedman. <laughs> yeah, you're, hey. you're the last. <laughs> what are you speaking No one was for? doing anything. I know. I just <laughs> we, were, we were having a moment, okay? We were having a moment. Um, all right, so this is where it starts. I'll go three, two, one, go. Go. Hello, Columbia. This is Stefan Aronson from San Francisco, California. We are, have recrea- we've created a special little recording for you from our podcast to let you discover some of the music here in the Bay Area. I'm joined with... Jason Hunter from uh, the band Great Highway. Corey Zuckman of Silence No Good. I'm Jamie Friedman, and I work at Pandora, and I sing in the group Conspiracy of Venus. So we're we're excited to be sending this to you. We're going to be doing this on a regular basis, yeah. sending you music uh, that that we would love you to discover and explore and help you with your English as you're trying to learn uh, business English. Perhaps some of our uh, music written mm-hmm. uh, here by Jason mm-hmm. uh, in this particular case can help you do that. So Jason, what song would you like them to hear? Uh, I suppose can, you got Magnetic up there. You can just play that. Go for it. What would you like them to know about Magnetic? It's our new 2019 single. We're going to be playing it in November at a big show. We've been playing it all year, and I wrote it, and it's terrific. Come out. Uh, Thanks for this opportunity, Lourdes, and uh, we hope to do this on a more regular basis. Catch you soon.
I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato! Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. 
Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. It is high noon on a Tuesday. I mean, what? It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. That's how high I am. I thought it was Tuesday. I missed a day. It's Wednesday. It's the 18th of 18th of January. I, I think so. I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, you're here on the AltaCast. I'm joined by Arden of the Night Space and also by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, here bringing it in. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, you're on four there. Oh, there, there we go. We go. Oh, hey, yeah. there we go. That's There's Latoya. Hey. Hey. Your, her, your hair is still purple. You're still a mermaid. Yeah, with the fishes. <laughs> Have it, uh, it's it, we could swim outside right now, <laughs> feeling like a fish. Uh, one cool thing that happens on this corner is that when it rains like this, the the um, it floods <laughs> the road right out here, and it's really fun. It's like, you know. Where do the fish? I have this is this is a question. Where, when a lake freezes over, uh-huh. the fish stay. Yes. Mm-hmm. What if the f- lake completely freezes? Then they die. If it completely froze, yeah. they probably die. But then, how do they come back the next year? So what happens is when water freezes. Uh, it hits a critical temperature, and I'm sure somebody in the audience is going to correct me on this, but I think it's about 4 degrees centigrade when it's its densest, and it comes down to the bottom of the lake, and it keeps doing that until the whole lake is about 4 degrees centigrade, and it's only once it hits that temperature that the top begins to freeze. So there's this kind of buffering effect that happens that prevents this kind of middle layer where the fishy live from completely <laughs> freezing. So, uh, so the fish don't die. Yeah. At least that that's what I remember from high school classes no this but here's the thing where uh, i used to go to burning man so black rock city is out there and uh during the summer it's a dry lake bed but during the winter it's a lake but then in the summer you don't see like dead fish bones everywhere so where do the fish go well that must be a dead lake then so it, it just it, fills up with water just never has any fish yeah unless there's some species that survives in the mud or something like mud skippers I don't understand science at all. Uh, here we are on the AltaCast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Where do the ducks go in winter? Uh, Holden, Caulfield, I, I'd like to know. Uh, here we are with the Drug Policy Alliance Minute. Stop the Jeff Sessions nomination. 
Uh, he was picked to be the next attorney general and, if confirmed, will bring back militarized Reagan-era drug war tactics and raids on marijuana businesses. Send a message to your senator now. There's a little click link. If you go to Drug Policy Alliance, you can send a message to your senator. How many of you guys ever written your senator? Not today. Once. Once. When I was in a high school. Was it for a school assignment or was it a... No, um, I forgot what it was. It was like when I was living in St. Louis or what have you. So I remember writing to my senator about that. Oh, and I did. Actually, I do remember I re- we wrote our senator about an AIDS quilt when I was in elementary school. Huh. Yeah, that was like in the late 80s, early 90s. Because you wanted an AIDS quilt. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I was in Catholic school. So we were able to like um, contribute to the AIDS quilt that was going on at the time. So wow, Catholics about talking about AIDS in, in, in Southwest Missouri at the time. Too. Yeah, this is like ninety, nineteen ninety. That is. No, I've I've wrote my senator recently about the whole um, Trump inauguration with the. Uh, electoral college and trying to abolish that. I recently wrote a little thing. Uh, Camilla Dave or Camilla Harris. Camilla Harris. Yeah. Oh, well, isn't isn't Nancy Pelosi one of our people? I didn't yeah. I didn't yeah. know Skeletor had a sister. <laughs> uh, Camilla Harris is the. D- <laughs> 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 okay. Sorry, that's a that's actually a drummer comedian Aaron Barrett joke. I should get he, when he does his George W. Bush voice, and he's like, <laughs> and and I've made some mistakes. You, you you made some mistakes, namely Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. <laughs> um, that's in his that's in his George W. Bush set. Uh, yeah, little taquitos. It's Mexican for little tacos. <laughs> See, I wrote that too because originally he said Spanish, and I'm like, oh no, George W. says Mexican. Yes. that's yes. Mexican yes. for little taco, baby. Um, Science, talking about science, science once again claims marijuana is medicine in landmark National Academy of Sciences report. Once again, the scientific community has come back with evidence against the Schedule One categorization of marijuana. Yay! Uh, Today, the National Academy of Sciences released a comprehensive review of research on marijuana and concluded that marijuana does indeed have medical value. We already knew that for some yeah, dumbass we, out there. We knew, we knew. But uh, the review concluded one of the therapeutic uses of cannabis and cannabinoids is to treat chronic pain in adults. The committee found evidence to support that patients who were treated with cannabis or cannabinoids were more likely to experience a significant reduction in pain symptoms for adults with multiple, scler- multiple sclerosis-related muscle spasms. There was substantial evidence that short-term use of certain oral cannabinoids, man-made cannabinoid-based medications that were orally ingested, improved their reported symptoms. Furthermore, in adults with chemotherapy, induced nausea and vomiting, uh, there was conclusive evidence that certain oral cannabinoids were effective in preventing and treating those ailments. This is not the first time the scientific community has made claims about marijuana as a medicine. The LaGuardia report uh, was commissioned by then mayor of New York, Fiorello LaGuardia, in response to the Marijuana Act of 1937, the Fed's first attempt at controlling marijuana use in the general public. The report confirmed what LaGuardia suspected, that the effects of marijuana did not impact a person's sensibilities or ability to make good decisions, and that it was likely was not as dangerous as Anslinger and his buddies were making it out to be with their reefer madness campaign. 
The next scientific assessment of marijuana was commissioned by Richard Nixon in the early 70s. The passage of the Controlled Substances Act created drug schedules, a system for classifying drugs based on their medical value and dangerousness. Nixon commissioned the Schaefer Report to study the effects of marijuana and make recommendation as to what the appropriate schedule might be. The report concluded, considering the range of social concerns in contemporary America, marijuana does not, in our considered judgment, rank very high. <laughs> we would de-emphasize marijuana as a problem. The existing social and legal policy is out of proportion to the individual and social harm engendered by the use of the drug. Nixon disregarded the report and marijuana remained a Schedule One drug. I didn't know that came out in the 70s. Yeah. I mean, I... I yeah. I didn't realize you that there was a report that said there's nothing wrong with it. And he went, booze, something wrong with all these hippie yeah. crazy kids. It, hippies and, and Negroes were too busy having a good time. And Nixon had to kill that party. Had to kill that party. And arrest them. It's just, it's so crazy to me, this whole Schedule 1 thing. Schedule 1 drug means that it's like heroin. It's a rating yep. system. It's a rating system saying that marijuana is bad. And cocaine's number two. And cocaine's a schedule two? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because they still use it in eye surgery. Wait, because it's an analgesic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and plus, politicians love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've got hemorrhoids, uh, it's great. You just stick it right on there. Get high and don't feel a thing. Nice. Uh, before I finish this, I said heroin as a schedule one. And I wanted to tell you guys a quick story about what happened yesterday uh, in the, in the uh, station here. So uh -oh. it's four o'clock. I'm getting ready. It's still a sunny day. I'm going to go pass out a bunch of the beautiful posters for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2017 coming up March 1st through 5th. I'm leaving. I'm excited to leave. I'm, I've done all the work here trying to get out of the building. And a guy walks in and he's like, and he smells like, you know, like, you know, some questionably housed people smell like they're trying not to smell, but you know that they're questionably housed, like you know something's up. Yep. And he's like, oh, there's a radio star, I'm a DJ, I do the rap. And he's white, and I'm like, yeah, sure, you do the rap. Uh, I'm like, I'm getting out of here, though, I gotta go, I gotta go. And the thing is, I just counted all the money, so I have $1,400 in dues in my bag as he's walking in, and I'm like, fuck, and I hide the money in my backpack. And I don't want to say, hey, man, I gotta get out of here, I gotta go run, do a bank run, because I'm afraid he might steal my money. Well, I don't know what he's gonna do. So. He's here, and I'm like, hey, guy, I got to go. And he goes, oh, hey, before you leave, can I just use your bathroom real quick? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, don't do it, Pam. Say no. Say you're leaving. Say no. But I don't know what the social pressure is and why I feel it so strongly to be a nice person. I don't know if it's my white guilt, if it's my guilt over having a home, if it's my guilt over living in San Francisco as an artist, whatever it was. And I hang up the brainwash. Whatever. I said yes. Oh, oh no! Oh no! No, so after the first five minutes, I think to myself, he's in there doing the heroin, heroin. He's in there. That's what he's doing because he's being real quiet, and I don't hear any poopity poops, and I'm not hearing any pee sounds. So I say really loudly, "Hey, guy, I gotta get out of here, dude, bro. Wrap it up." No noise, nothing. Right? Oh, no, no. Okay. Ten, ten minutes have elapsed now, and I'm, I'm pacing outside. I'm pacing. I'm fucking like, God damn it, Pamela. You're so stupid. Why, why would you let him do this? Why are you letting him? Yeah, don't do that shit again. So then again, I walk back in. Now after 15 minutes, and I'm like, dude, bro, seriously, I got to go. You got to get out of here. No noise, no noise, no noise. I'm like, what the fuck? 
fuck am I gonna do? Do I bang on the door? I'm like, I don't wanna bang on the door. I'm kinda scared of this guy. I'm like, welcome. So I'm like, Arr. So finally I come back in and I get really, really loud and I'm just like, dude, it is time. You get, it is time now. With that kind of like nanny mom voice of like, you hear that, you hear that I am not pleased. Yeah. I got things to do, buddy. So he kind of stumbles out of the bathroom and I'm like, that's exactly what he was doing. And he tries to pick up his stuff and he kind of drops it on the ground a little bit. And I'm like, dude, just get out of here. Okay, can you just be done? And he's fuddling around on the piano. He's got getting he's getting flyers. He's like getting flyers. I'm like, no flyers for you. So we finally left. But clearly, I mean, do I have to put a sign on the door that says don't do heroin in here? No, or you just yeah. gotta be okay. But what do I do? I'm a woman alone in the afternoon and I don't wanna like Hell no. You can't no, use you no can't. pee bath no, no. Yeah, no. no. Hell sorry. no. Hell no. This is for safety. You know, by this point, it's just like, you knew he was kind of shady. I, yeah, I knew. You put your shady radar on. Right. Don't be nice. Fuck people at this point. Yeah. You know, because it's, you You never know sometimes. And I I like to put my wall up. I don't care if you stank and you look shady. No. I know. I had the money yeah. on me, too. I just and wanted to get money, out of here. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a time of a place, you know, I mean, because good... You, it's not hard to say, you don't have, you can, it's easy to say no. It's easy to say you no. Know, it's easy to say I no. feel terrible about it. And I, this is another thing I heard this week. I heard a rumor about Mutiny Radio. And people were like, well, you know, she's doing that. There's more open mics and that's great and everything. But, God, you know, it's kind of like where homeless people hang out. And I'm like, dang it, is that what people... I'm like, it's just on Friday from 3 to 6. It's the Common Thread Collective. They're not homeless, they're hippies. It's, you know, they share apples, they bring, like, cinnamon cake. They do, and, and yeah, they're wearing weird hats, and some of them have feathers sticking in weird old dreadlocks, but they're not... I'm, well, have, have you seen in New York City, because the weather's so bad there right now, the homeless have taken over Whole Foods. Wow. Because they have those nice big open seating areas where you can grocery shop and then sit and eat with, you know, other people. It's become junkie headquarters where they all go in because the shelters kick them out during the day. They can right, stay at yeah. night, but they kick them out during so the day. It's so cold, you can't. So they hang out at Whole Foods and socialize and, you know, go into the bathroom, shoot up, come back out and zonk oh. out at a table. Upscale New York City supermarket has become social club for junkies. Yep. <laughs> Three days ago. This New is York amazing. Post. This is the New York Post. And you see, like, they're just, it's not just for foodies anymore. Shoppers at the Bowery Whole Foods, Manhattan's largest oh, supermarket, Bowery. can browse craft brews in a beer room, choose from an array of artisanal products in the Cheese Finishing Emporium, and buy meat and fish from the in-house smoker. The walls are adorned with arty photographs, paintings, and drawings from local artists. But on the second floor, behind the pricey gluten-free soaps, lotions, on organic sheets and shoes... The rows of tables, chairs, and benches are often filled with a variety of vagrants. Substance abusers, drug dealers, and homeless people are turning the sunny cafe area where shoppers can dine on pulled pork or Vietnamese sandwiches, called banh mi, you guys, into their own private social club for the cost of a cup of coffee or nothing at all. During five visits to the store in recent weeks, a reporter saw a modern-day Bowery bum sleeping in the fetal position, another nodding out in an obvious drug-induced haze, and few appeared to be drunk, and one smearing toothpaste on his face and mumbling to himself. <laughs> As the city's homeless population surges and heads indoors in recent wet and cold weathers, retailers, even high-end ones, cannot escape the deluge. 
The vagrants take full advantage of free wireless and microwave at Whole Foods and relieve themselves in sparkling restroom facilities. They pool their change to buy a beverage at the coffee bar in order to get a receipt with the day's keypad code to the locked restrooms. The problem with homeless people and junkies is frequent, said a Whole Foods cashier while ringing up cave-aged cheese in an assortment of organic produce. (laughs) Every once in a while, security will go upstairs and shoo them away. The 71,000 square foot store, 71,000 square foot store, opened in 2007 to much fanfare. The gourmet market, the length of a city block, imposingly sits between Bowery and Christie Streets and employs more than 600 workers. But what once the province of hip, what is the, what was once the province of hipsters is now a refuge for the city's growing homeless population and others. Last week, one bum in the grocery area picked items from the hot food bar with his fingers and ah. popped them into his mouth. Upstairs, a man reeking of booze drank from a dark bottle and argued with those in the cafe. Another man alternated between panhandling in front of the store and sitting in the cafe talking to himself. <laughs> no one wants to have lunch next to a foul-smelling bum or a drunk or a junk junkie nodding out next to you. It's not very appetizing. At the same time, Whole Foods displaced these people. Oh, wait, this is the same quote. At the same time, Whole Foods displaced these people. These were the originally original Bowery denizens, yeah. said Sean Sweeney, head of the Soho Alliance. Gentrification took the place and displaced them. Where are they supposed to go? The de Blasio administration has not done enough to find shelter for these unfortunate people. The number of homeless city shelters, city shelters reached a record high last year, with others using ATM vestibules or transit hubs like Penn Station as makeshift shelters. The supermarket is particularly attractive to the homeless bunking at the Bowery Mission, which is a block and a half away and requires residents to leave during the day. It's true. Um, all the shelters, you leave at like 8.30 and you come back. And once you're in at 8.30 or whatever, you can't leave. And yeah. if you want to come in at 11, you have to have a special pass mm-hmm. that says like you have a job or you have a reason to be out. Yeah. I don't feel sorry for that Whole Foods. Because if in, if you guys are familiar with the Bowery in New York, that's where CBGBs used to be. Oh, have you. Yeah. And that's where part of like the punk scene was like in the 70s and the 80s. And so when Mr. Gentry came in in the 90s and changed the whole Bowery, this is what happened. Yeah. And so now you have so many displaced people who like the article stated who are have been in that area for so long where are they supposed to go this is the problem this is the flip side of like oh well mr gentry didn't help the other people these displaced people so this is the effect of what you get and so i think the shit's funny i I, I think it's very funny i think it's very funny because number one you're in new york so what do you expect and you're buying an apple for 350 do you know what i mean like it's an organic apple that costs three dollars and fifty cents that's insane or a cup of coffee that's like five bucks or something the only thing that's nasty to me is like the whole bathroom situation yeah you know because i do use public restrooms i'm not one of those like i will never use a public toilet but I don't like what you were just describing what happened here yesterday. Now I'm afraid to sit on that. Toilet. Well, and I, <laughs> now that's the thing is I didn't, um, I didn't check it or smell it cause I know I didn't poo or whatever, but I came back later and I, it was clean. The bathroom was fine, but I didn't want to look at it at the time cause I didn't want to be that person. That's like, now look what you did to my bathroom. 
I'm that kind of person. I just, I'm too <laughs> nice. Uh, it's easy to come here. It's nice and clean and warm, and it closes at 11 p.m., so it's open pretty late, which is good, said Adrian Bay, 42, who said he was staying at the Mission while working and saving for an apartment. Sam, who was 35 and homeless, said he suspects addicts sometimes use the restroom. I see people come in here, and they're straight, and they walk with one foot in front of the other into the bathroom. And then they come out two minutes later and they pass out, he said. <laughs> I've seen ambulances come because people have passed out after coming uh, out of the bathroom. One Whole Foods employee concurred that drug users are definitely in the building. <laughs> the homeless were the... <laughs> Elvis is in the building. The homeless problem gets worse in the winter and nothing can be done about it, said the worker at the second floor barbecue food stand. Whole Foods officials declined to comment. You know, that shit probably goes on here, too. Oh, I, I work in customer service. I've got to deal with, you know, the occasional person that walks in who's mentally unhinged or on drugs or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, my policy and pretty much the place that I work for is policy is unless they're causing a commotion or disruption. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Absolutely. Let them do their thing. And most of them actually come in and buy something to right. hang out. Um, but I've, I've had the occasion where somebody comes in and they're causing a problem or being a nuisance and you got to kind of shoo them out. And the smell is a nuisance. If you come yeah. in and you yeah. really, really smell, even if you're not causing like a physical, well, you are causing a physical you disorder. Causing you're causing a, physical. a, yeah, you're causing an olfactory, olfactory <laughs> issue. And, uh, and I feel terrible, but what do you, Not what do you do? You say, Hey, there's the showers in front of city hall right now. You can Absolutely. run down there and you, there. you take your stank ass over there because not all homeless people stink that is that's not true it's you know but you know once you crap your pants if you don't wash them within like 30 minutes you can never get that smell the poop smell out of your pants you You can't it's like impossible and the thing is like we (laughs) did not know that we do have free showers and that's the luxury of like you know living in a place where a lot of those who do are who are displaced have luxury and have that option oh you can hear me now yeah um have that option here to take a shower you know and i there's the lady downtown it's amazing she take took old buses and she she has like four of them now and she started with one and she divided the bus in half and she made two showers inside the bus and so when you walk up the stairs there's like this little ante room that's closed and they give you shampoo and soap and everything and you go and you take a nice warm shower that's awesome and then there's a little room it's all private where you get dressed again or whatever and she used to, yeah, she used to have one bus, and now she has, like, four or five, and just travels around the city and lets See? people know yeah. and says, hey, free showers. Which Whole Foods do you work at, by the way? Oh, I don't work at Whole Foods. Oh, I, 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 and I'm I won't, sorry. I, I won't mention my employer because, you know, oh. that, that I like working there. I don't want to <laughs> lose my job. I don't know, you know? why. I, I think you said, I, never mind, disregard. Yeah. It's customer service. Customer yeah, service. Yeah, customer service. But uh, I think the, the uh, one of the problems is that, uh, everyone gets lumped into the quote-unquote homeless, quote-unquote yeah. crazy category. That's right. true. When we really need to start making the distinctions between, okay, mental health issue Check. needs to be treated, addiction issue Check. where they want to get help, or, uh, falling on hard times, just Check. you know losing right. source of income, things like that. Right. And then going the other side where it's the uh, chronically winding up in criminal problems right and yeah. right. Know, the people that cause the break-ins up and down harrison street every morning the people that like steal that. bikes yeah, yeah. all of any and, of the thievery and the thieves, problem is thieves into house i think when it comes to government trying to approach these things government's afraid to make those distinctions because then you're highlighting groups within groups and then people feel ostracized and singled out right and so they try and create this panacea and by doing so 
they either, in San Francisco's case, really don't address the problem at all. Right. Or in New York's problem, they try and address it and wind up uh, becoming the bad guy because they're pushing the homeless to other areas or doing things. Different states. Well, it's, I was recently in New York and it was crazy. I went to um, one of these high-end four-story supermarket. It was was Mario Batali's. um, (laughs) It's called Italy. And it's, oh, everything's yeah. like from Italy and it's all really cool and artisanal and the focaccia is amazing. Anyways, it was like shoulder to shoulder in there and I couldn't believe, I'm like, man, if I was questionably housed, this would be the best place to create <laughs> shrinkage. I mean, they couldn't track, you yeah. could like open up something and drink it and stand there. It, 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 there was so much food and so many people and so many employees and so many people that I could totally imagine a questionably housed person hanging in there all afternoon and being like, no one's going to even notice me. Yeah. And I can eat some, you know, tasty snacks. Well, yeah. I, I had a guy in the store the other day and I, I was watching him because one, he did have an order or two. So you, right. you, you couldn't help but notice he was there, whether you could see him or not. <laughs> but I, he was just kind of milling. And every time you addressed him, he evaded. Oh. He, he, he wouldn't make eye contact. He'd just kind of shuffle somewhere else. And it, sure enough, he was trying to make a move to just grab something out of the cold case and walk out with it. Right. But because myself and my uh, shift lead at the time uh, were paying attention to him, he eventually got frustrated and just walked out. Right. He's like, I can't. They're watching me too closely yeah. for me yeah. to steal All right eyes now. on me. Yeah. Ah. Why are you looking at me? Why would you look at me? And that's when yeah. they create a nice disturbance. You say, because you're talking really loudly but, right but now. But we've got another go guy who, who's a sweetheart, comes in every day, and we take care of him. Yeah. You know, we give him, you know, something small on the house. Um, because he's a nice guy and, you know, he's not trying to create, create a he's disruption. He's not trying to create trouble. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it's raining. Yeah. Why not, why not take care of a fellow human being? I totally agree with what you're just uh, talking about, like how, you know, they lump uh, all homeless people as one big group. And the thing, and especially with those who have fallen on hard times, which is happening all over the place. Um, I watched this documentary a while back um, that was called uh, SF.0. It's okay. Don't, you don't have to go and watch it. I'm not endorsing it. But um, there was a gentleman who he had a, a college degree. He was in his uh, late 50s, and he ended up living in the SRLs um, because he lost his job of downsizing he lost his home and what have you and he ended up homeless for a while and then now he's in these sros and so it's stories like that you know that i i i don't feel the government is doing enough to help those in the hard time rather than lump everyone into one big group like you're saying the category just as much as like there's mental health issues and we we in this country don't even discuss that there's just a pill you, <laughs> you know so that's another issue and then there's the assholes yeah you know so i mean i do think that we you know maybe it's just the pc side of me need to like kind of think about panning putting people into the whole group i guess i know i'm guilty of it yeah yeah well painting people speaking of painting people into a group i uh looked up that report the national commission on marijuana and drug abuse from 1972 and they actually have profiles of users the experimental users the intermittent users the moderate to heavy users and the very heavy users of marijuana i thought it'd be fun to see (laughs) what very heavy users what they say in 1972 that's me me. i mean i'm a very heavy user like i mean i it's wow 
lot, a lot. Uh, very heavy users. The Commission's analysis of frequency, quantity, and duration of marijuana use suggests that the United States is at the present time in a fortunate position. All of the studies available to the Commission have indicated that only a minute number of Americans can be designated, designated as very heavy marijuana users. These studies uniformly indicate that chronic, constant intoxication with very potent cannabis preparations is exceedingly rare in this country. <laughs> in the 70s, because I wasn't born yet, bitches. The commission believes that important distinctions must be made between the daily, moderate and heavy American marijuana user and the very heavy hashish or charas user. I don't know what charas is. In other parts of the world where cannabis is widely cultivated and deeply ingrained. Many of the North African and Asian users do not employ the drug uh, only as an intoxicant in the Western sense. Instead, it is frequently used in folk medicine practice, in religious rites, and as a work adjunct, particularly in those occupations which are physically demanding, monotonous, unintellectual, and offer little possibility for advancement. It's so basically like go. farmers and you migrant be, workers. Migrant workers. We'll be high. Let's be high, of course. In these countries, very heavy use is typically associated with young males from a lower socioeconomic background. Nonetheless, Use is more widespread among all ages, and elderly chronic users are not uncommon. Generally, these very heavy users consume high amounts of very potent preparations continually throughout the day, so they are rarely drug-free. This is, this is me. Uh, these individuals evidence strong psychological dependence on the drug requiring compulsive drug-taking. Clear-cut behavioral changes occur in these extreme cases. The very heavy user tends to lose interest in all activities other than drug use. A common <laughs> element of the behavioral pattern is lethargy and social deterioration. Not surprisingly, these users have been held in low esteem when very heavy use has been subjected to societal disapproval in almost all countries. Really? Hmm. 1972. That's 1972. Yeah. I guess moderate and heavy users... Uh, it's at the moderate and heavy user who on the outside averaged 33 times a month. Now average six and a half cigarettes a day. The range was three and a half to eight cigarettes. Oh, they're with marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. I see. I smoke more than that. I mean, I guess, I, well, if that's what they're saying that. That's a J a day. Uh, Keeps the doctor away. Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. No. Wow. Not at all. Wow. Shit, I wish I had a J right now. I know. You don't have your, you don't have your. Um, I'm out of oil. Thing. Oh, she's out of oil. She's out of oil. I'm out of oil. Um, so I'm, I'm just surprised that this, I, the social impact of marijuana use, there's a whole thing here. Um, and I, marijuana and violent crime doesn't uh -oh. exist. <laughs> Has indicated earlier the belief that marijuana causes or leads to the commission of violent or aggressive acts first emerged during the 1930s and became deeply embedded in the public mind. Until recently, however, these beliefs were generally based on the anecdotal case examples of law enforcement authorities, a few clinical observations, and several quasi-experimental studies of selected populations comprised of military offenders, convicted or institutionalized criminals or delinquents, and small groups of college students. Uh, a few efforts were made to compare the incidence of violent or aggressive behavior in representative samples of both user and non-user population. Even in these early observations and investigations, however, no substantial evidence existed of a causal connection between the use of marijuana and the commission of violent or aggressive acts. Indeed, if any relationship was indicated, it was not a positive and direct causal connection, but an inverse or negative statistical correlation. So the higher you got, the less uh, violent you were. Right. Yeah. 
duh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, ah, let's, can we just not fight anymore? Like, let's right. just all get along, smoke a jet. I, I, I used to get in so many close encounters in bars when I was drunk where, you know, it was like the next morning I wake up and be like, so how close was I to getting my ass beat? Right. You know? And, and ever since I switched the pot, I just stay home. What, you, what would you fight I, over people? Would you fight over girls or oh, something? Oh, no, it was more, um, people used to like to try and pick fights with friends of mine. Huh. And, uh, Beer I, ha- muscles. I, I have this protective side to me where I'm like, no, I won't stand for that. That's not cool. So I'd step in and intercede and wow. bark beer the muscles. other guy down. But yeah. In the bar world, we call those beer muscles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I, as a bartender, I get to see this shit on the, re- <laughs> well, not on the regular, but it's not unusual. And to me, it's just like alcohol is just so fucking dangerous, but sometimes tastes so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, you know, of course, you know, people get so intoxicated, they get angry and they don't know how to control themselves. Yeah. And that's why I think more police should smoke pot. Mm. It, well, most of them turn out to be alcoholics, but they really should indulge. Yeah. Uh, in some, the weight of the evidence is that marijuana does not cause violent or aggressive behavior. If anything, marijuana generally serves to inhibit the expression of such behavior. Marijuana-induced relaxation of inhibitions is not ordinarily accompanied by an exaggeration of aggressive tendencies. No evidence exists that marijuana use will cause or lead to the commission of violent or aggressive behavior by the large majority of psychologically and socially mature individuals in the general population. Thank you, 1972, for coming back and telling us what we already knew. Now, maybe if Jeff Sessions will read that. Right? I mean, maybe we should um, send it to him in the mail or something. Um, This is so we've been... We've been flying all over the place, but we're still on the drug policy minute. We're almost done. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. After this uh, drug policy minutes, we'll we'll take a little break. I think I might have some marijuana in my bag. Uh, we'll we'll work it I out. I have some. Uh, as the use of marijuana for medical purposes began to gain favor in the U.S., the Institute of Medicine decided to weigh in with a comprehensive review in 1999. This was not the first time the IOM had weighed in on the potential therapeutic benefits of marijuana. A 1982 report concluded cannabis and its derivatives have shown promise in the treatment of a variety of disorders. The evidence is most impressive in glaucoma where the mechanism of actions appears to be different from the standard in drugs. In asthma, where the approach isoprotonol ineffectiveness, and wow, they're saying that marijuana is good for asthma? I did not yeah. know that. And uh, apparently it's as close as uh, a, a current pharmaceutically available uh, That's compound. crazy. I did not know that. And then the nausea and vomiting of cancer chemotherapy, where they compare favorably with phenothazolines. Smaller trials have suggested, can- suggested cannabis might also be useful in seizures, spasticity, and other nervous system disorders. Both reports from the Institute of Medicine were discounted in the political realm. We have a phone call. Phone call, phone call. Today's marijuana landscape in the United States is vastly different from the one in 1999. Currently, 28 states have medical marijuana laws and 16 additional states have CBD laws. Yet last summer, the DEA announced that it would not reschedule marijuana, leaving it with the definition of having no medical value. Once again, the scientific community has come back with evidence against the Schedule 1 categorization of marijuana. Like the reports that came before it, the NAS report explicitly calls out marijuana's Schedule 1 status as a 
barrier that impedes the advancement of cannabis in cannabinoid research. Science has spoken again. Politicians have a choice. They can continue to ignore the, ignore, ignore the evidence brought forth by the scientific community, or they can reevaluate how marijuana right. is regulated at the federal level. The people are waiting for an answer. This was written by Amanda Ryman, who is the manager of Marijuana Law and Policy at the Drug Policy Alliance. Oh. Here, Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, like them. It, it sounds like Sweet Gail on the phone. You can put her on if you want. Okay. We can put her on. We'll put, we'll put you on the air. There you wow, go. I we're, didn't know. We're, we're getting so sweet gale in. The asthma, would that be, would they use like some kind of tincture or something? With the I wonder if you would smoke it and it would, you know, deliver, you would affect, yeah, so hit the button and hang up the phone. And then. That's fascinating. And then we can that. hear her if you bring up the blue one. There we go. There's I'm sweet gale. All, bring it all the way up. Yes. Hey, Gail. Put me on the air. You're on the air, Gail. You're on the altar. Is that you, Pammy? It is. I tell you, did you hear that guy? I think Stephen Colbert, he, he made up a new Christmas song. It's, but it's January he, it was 18th. something about Christmas is now, Christmas is now. So I was thinking, well, I got to make myself up a Christmas song. <laughs> so I came up with one, and I'm going to, because I like this one. Christmas is full of Fs, fruitcakes, family and friends, and a lot of old fucks. That's what they say. Christmas is full of Fs, fruitcakes, family and friends, and a bunch of fucks. And fuck you, an old fucking fucking shit. There, you see, there's my Christmas song. Doesn't that want to make you all warm and snuggly? It is super warm and snuggly. What did you do for Christmas this year, uh, Gail? I periodically pop my pain pills because I'm on heavy-duty pain medication, which does help me, but I'm still in screaming pain. <laughs> wow. I mean, just imagine if I was one of those people that actually enjoyed pain, because I heard there's some people like that. They actually like to inflict pain on their body, and they get some kind of gratification from that. Imagine if I was one of those people. I would have all this built-in pain and enjoyment. Those are called CEOs. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm one of those people that are trying to get rid of it. Loop me, loop me, loop me. So, uh, Gail, what's your, uh, what, what's your favorite music to listen to? My favorite what? Music. What's your favorite, like, band? Oh, man, I like that old stuff, Pretty Woman. And Roy that Orbison, Roy right. Brown, we'll, we'll play some and Roy that Orbison. one that Elvis does, hunka hunka hunka, bird in love. You know, I like the old stuff, the new stuff. Uh, you like the dustest? I don't know. I, it's a lot of noise to me, banging around and noise and and a lot of screaming and crap. Wait, what new stuff are you listening to? <laughs> what? I said what? I what new stuff? What oh. new stuff are you listening to? Me? Uh huh. Said, well, you said all no, the banging stuff around, cause. Uh, oh, Jerry Lee Lewis. That was banging around. <laughs> yeah, but at least when he's saying something, you can figure out what he was saying. Right. Well, we're gonna play some Roy Orbison for you. You gonna play Pretty Woman? We're gonna play Pretty Woman. We are. Yeah, I mean, that, how many years old is that? And it's still better than a lot of this new shit that's out. Well, he's dead, so he doesn't have any new shit out. Of course he's dead, but, but I'm trying to figure out why these people embrace all this noise, and it makes no sense to me. You yeah, know? I, I, it doesn't make sense to me either. Of course, so much. I'm uh, still working on Justin Bieber. 
Well, he's ridiculous. Well, we're going to listen to some Pretty Woman uh, here for Sweet Gale. Well, that's Gale. why I say I'm ridiculous enough to make money in showbiz. I got to go because someone's knocking on my door. Okay. Have a good day, Gail.
Thank you, Sweet Gail, for having us listen to some Roy Orbison. Some old school, uh, cool shits. Oh, real dusty. Oh, dusty. Now, this is exciting stuff. And um, I was talking with, I think it was Anna. No, it was on Monday with Alyssa Westerlund on Good News with Alyssa Westerlund. She said, I wish that we could just, everyone in jail for marijuana could just be let go. And, uh, you know, Barack Obama actually has uh, pardoned and given clemency to 273 more individuals. So Obama last year said that there were like 6,000 cases that they wanted clemency for. And he was like, I'm going to work as hard as I can. And he's done like... I think like 1,800 now. Some really great, wonderful yeah. number, but now we're up to, I'm sure they'll tell us in this. Uh, but this goes out to you, Alyssa Westerlin, because uh, this is so funny. It was even, this came out yesterday, so you were on the 16th, so your wish was granted. You said you wanted yes. Barack Obama to grant clemency, and he did. Uh, advocates will push next administration on sentencing reform. Gratitude for Obama's actions put thousands, but thousands remain behind bars. Today, President, this is yesterday. Today, yesterday, President Barack Obama commuted the sentences of 209 people incarcerated in federal prison and handed out 64 pardons. This brings the number of prisoners who have been granted clemency under Obama to 1,597. Yay! His goal, I think, was 1,800, but he's really close. And I thank you, Obama. The commutations and pardons uh, represented the Obama's administration's push to overhaul the criminal justice system, system, making it fairer while saving the government money. President Obama has been pushed to do more to release those serving time in prison under harsh drug laws that have imprisoned an enormous amount of individuals. Just last week, President Obama wrote an article in the Harvard Law Review outlining his administration's work on criminal justice reform. These could possibly be his last round of commutations. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Latoya. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just saying, yay. Yay, yeah. That's all. Uh, Please continue. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about his <laughs> I know Obama Chelsea writing Manning's for Harvard. Uh, yep. So we are grateful for a president's actions, but his new Congress must now step up to the plate on sentencing reform, said Michael Collins, deputy director of national affairs at the Drug Policy Alliance. There are still thousands of people in prison serving unfair sentences for drug offenses, and we need to fix that. Advocates fear that Donald Trump will take a tougher approach to criminal justice, but were heartened when House Speaker Paul Ryan and Senate Judiciary Chair Chuck Grassley, a Republican from 